0: public broadcasting network. Today is the 7th day of January in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ 2024 or maybe more. This is Yours Truly myrrh and we have a chat room yours truly myr.chatango.com or chat and go. And um uh the music is in honor of Christmas in Russia. I have Russian friends and uh haven't seen in a long time, but uh they would say this bum, this vet bum, yeah sorry this bum. merry christmas and snow them gold that's happy new year and if i'm saying it anywhere near correctly but um there's so many good things on republic broadcasting to check out and uh and of course we need your help um uh, The end of this month is a big bill that's due, but we have some big, interesting things you can do. You can. I'm trying to find my link for it, and I'm not. (laughs) But I will go to the screen while I'm talking and get it because it's very important. I guess I just put too many things in front of it. So we have the book club. Which is week six of the John Statmiller book drive, and it's called Checkmate, the Game of Princes, C-H-E-Q-U-E, and donation of a hundred or more, taken from November 1st, 5th through January 22nd, will provide the donor, <clears throat> donor with an opportunity to receive a book previously owned by John Statmiller. Get two birds with one stone and donate $250 or more to enter both the book drive and RBN's simultaneous fundraiser. Check out the details. And uh, this book is by Jeffrey A. Baker. And so we'll go now to the big cheese. And that is RBN's New Year Rebel Madman Rabble Razor. And for $250, uh, which includes going for the book. We'll put you in the running to receive this beautiful quilt. And go to republicbroadcasting.org if you haven't seen it. The dog doesn't come with it, but she insisted on posing with it. And it's just lovely if you get close enough. And it's commonly known as Confederate flag, but it's really St. Andrew's flag. And that's why there's so much against it by the Antichrist. (laughs) It's that way with everything they do. They try to be him. You know, and so with the package for this, the lucky winner of the rabble razor will receive a packaged gift containing a Confederate battle flag quilt, RBN mug, T-shirt, business cards and bumper stickers. And this will be determined at the end of this month, January 2024. And if you have already previously donated in the last three weeks an equivalent gift between December 10th and 31st, and want to participate. You are eligible to join in. Just call and let us know. That you are interested. That's 800-724-2719. <clears throat> extension 3. Let me get a little sip of my grape juice. Mm, yum yum. My watered down grape juice. Because <laughs> it makes it go further. Um, so. Today we have several different topics. Uh, kind of getting into that mode, and, um, you know, January 6th, yesterday, there again, it's going against Christian things, was also the Epiphany, which is considered when um, Gentiles, which were the Magi, so other nations, first got to see Christ, when he was about two years old, apparently it took about two years to come the thousand miles from persia he's supposed to have thought of come from and so you think about it okay that's iran right Uh uh-oh so there we got a double whammy against christians against iranians who don't have a rothschild central bank and it was also um christmas eve for the russians the orthodox christians and they go all out for that um now some of the stuff i was looking youtube just little clips of things and uh Fellow was saying they, you know, now they uh, celebrate New Year's more than they do Christmas. But um, I'm sure that's true of some segments, but not all. Because once you know them, you can't forget them. (laughs) And um, this bit, we were talking about prisons last week, or I was, and the GDP, the gross domestic product, and how... Prisons, their installation and housing prisoners, is 6% of the GDP. That's 6 out of 100. That's way too much. And it has no social benefit. doesn't benefit society. So if something doesn't benefit, there is no neutral. It means it harms society, and we know it does. You know, governors from different states uh, agree with the prison corporation so they can diesel people around and move them where they can't get to see their relatives you know they might fly in and and they'll say nope you can't see them today and push you out again i know some even though they say it's like a country club if there's fog they won't let you visit they just keep taking head counts i kind of know some of this stuff a little too personally but um that's how it is and um i guess the first thing we want to do here is uh if the rumble will work or all right, is let Casey Kusick talk. Now, he's uh, in an interview he's having with uh, Jesse Saboter, and we have more to hear from her later on. So I got Sam to clip this down to uh, three different clips, I think it is. that, So we can hear him tell his experience. He was in the gulag for just a few days, and it's horrible. So, Sam, if you can play those, I'd appreciate it.
1: I get to Jesse. We're gonna, I'm just gonna let you guys know it's gonna be a little bit different than normal because I'm gonna be talking a little bit about what happened in prison when I was there um, in Texarkana, Texas, and um, as well as some things with uh, Jesse as well. Um, But uh, yeah, so Jesse, I mean, it's great to have you back on. Thanks for coming back on. How are you doing?
2: Yeah, good. Uh, I want to add, we also have another hashtag going right now it's all eyes on Casper. And that deals with uh, a lot of the uh, my testimony and affidavits about things that happened uh, to me as a child in Wyoming. So I encourage people to follow that too, and you could read more of those articles and see those affidavits on timothycharlesholmeseth.com. So,
1: and but, I hope to get into a little bit of that by, towards the end of the show. But before we get into that, I just want to let everybody know. So I had my time to serve. I was in. Um, Texarkana, Texas, TCI, Texarkana, Texas. And uh, it's a low security prison. Uh, I was a 10 day sentence. Uh, I got out on the ninth day due to the fact that Thanksgiving was on the 10th day and they are closed that day for, you know, letting people in or out. And um, it's something that I, it was garbage. We never had, never should have happened. I never should have been there in the first place. However, I can tell you right now, it opened my eyes to things that I will never, ever forget. It opened my eyes to the word prisoner. Um, I mean, everybody, you think of the word prisoner, you think of criminal, thug, you know, murderer, all these things. But when you actually get in there, you realize these are men. These are not, I mean, yes, some of them have done wrong. uh, But the the mandatory minimums that they have, first-time offenders that are in there, you know, it, sh- it should just never, ever, ever – our government's so corrupt, I'm telling you. The judicial system, I really hope there's some way, shape, or form. If anybody out there has any uh, – adv- not advice, but uh, connections to help with prison reform, I would love to do it. I mean, I, I just I, – it's it's so terrible. And, and since I've been going through this, you know, one thing that they reiterate to you and want you to know, and you have to fill out these forms of things, it's like you're a criminal you're a criminal, you're a criminal, although I'm not accepting that. But that is something that they keep pushing on you. And so, anyways, before, um, I guess first thing I'll just start with was, I mean, Jesse and I were talking about it before we started um, recording, and so she's like, let's just talk about this. And I said, okay. So, you know, when I go, when I went in uh, the first day, I was telling her that, you know, one of the things is, is that the officer told me, um, you know, was I was walking in, and I have a podcast that I did a couple, or maybe a week or so ago, called What Goes Around Comes Around and that I did just talk a little bit about like my first four or five hours and um, you know one of the things that was so you know I had no idea what to expect going in there um, you know I was um, I when I first walked in you know they process you and do all these things take your picture and all this stuff and I did keep my badge I, I still have that but um, you know as I walked into the first placed in the laundry, where they call laundry, you know, to get your uniform that they let, they make you wear. <laughs> and uh, the officer in there told me that um, 70% of this prison is child, that he says chomo. And I said, well, what's a chomo? And I, he says, it's a child molester. And I said, you're kidding me. I thought he was messing with me, really. Then he tells me that I have my unit that they had me going into, which was A1, um, is about 70 to 80% child molesters in that room and I said you are kidding me and he says no and uh i mean now on top of being in there uncomfortable from what I even had in, any idea what was going to happen uh you know I'm now I'm going into a unit with men like this and so I you know and, and 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 don't get me wrong there are there were men in there that were accused of things that are not child molesters in fact they've never even touched a human being Ah, uh, sexually in any way, I mean, you'd be surprised that that they call sex offenders people with pictures. It's there's one kid in there that was 19 years old, and was wow. talking to a yeah. sixteen a sixteen year old, and he has got 15 years. Without getting too much into his story, but 15 years, 25 years supervised release and a lifetime sex offender, and I just broke my heart. I could hardly look at him because I felt so bad. And I mean, these are the type of things that I'm saying in prison within prison reform. This just can't, this can't stay. And I had asked Jesse, um, you know, and, and getting in there and just, but that was my initial reaction. But as I was in there, you know, I, I, I thought about scripture. You know, when mm-hmm. I think it's in Romans, I think the Apostle Paul talked about with in all these. Remember, remember those that are in chains,
3: mm-hmm.
1: because Paul as well spent time in prison. He was wrongfully in prison for preaching the gospel, and yeah. he. I'm sure in the same way, realized a lot of those guys in there, you know, you have compassion. If you got Jesus in your heart, you ought to. And um, anyways, I had asked Jesse if she knew much about the BOP, which is the Bureau of Prisons. And I will tell you guys, you know, we've heard Jesse talk about the system, how corrupt it is, how it's entangled in every aspect of our lives. And it is. And I witnessed it firsthand that they forced these men in there. You know that are in there for years or months or whatever, they eventually, I wasn't there long enough to have to do it, but they make you get a job in there within the jail. And some of them are manufacturing jobs, and these men there made air filters. Now, this is a 25, probably, or 20 to 25 or more. It would be a union job, and it's a factory job, so it would be something like unionize in the outside world. But it, within there, those guys can only make 50 cents an hour. And we talk every day... Or in politics about China and how China has slave. China's paying their people three, four dollars an hour in some of those places right,
2: for their slave here, labor.
1: Here, fifty cents, and it's and, and you know they they turn around they sell those air filters to the military bases. And another thing they had was like where they disassemble um, electronics. So I'm like I said... yeah, is, things they go
0: okay and uh, I guess we'll move on to the next part but the CHOMO thing um, the child molester thing and you know we've all heard how um, in prison that uh, supposedly these and probably had been abused themselves and whatever would beat up if not kill child molesters well if they're 70 or 80% supposedly of the population that's not going to happen but they just get to be treated bad they're not allowed to um, you know they have to sit uh, at a table they can't go into the tv room and i mean it's just uh, just another another level of uh, horror really and lo- ruin their lives you know they're in there and then there is 25 years supervision and <laughs> lifetime you know with a tag on your back and um uh, Dan that is on John Moore's show a lot of times called in to Michael Gaddy on New Year's Day. And i want to thank him for letting me come on with him. And uh, discussed how his son uh, was caught on a, a nanny cam with a willing 12-year-old. Okay. So they've just pushed this into and, and it's the same ones. The bankers, the insurance people. It's the same ones. They have control of the propaganda, the media. And they shove all this porn all over the place so that people are have a one-track mind about it. But, um, Sam, if you'll go ahead and play the next section there.
1: I think it was last year within the commissary there that there, were, there was $500,000 reported missing from this prison. Uh. They're feeding men in there food that is expired. Not only is it expired, it's expired years years it's been expired they're feeding them meat that shows up in the kitchen that has stamps on it that says not for human consumption i mean they wouldn't treat animals this way you get a water from a water filtration system that by the way is covered in roaches underneath it in the filter i talked to many guys that work in that kitchen there's it's supposed to be a health hazard if there's any standing water within a kitchen that you're not supposed to serve food while i was there there was time there was a time for a few days where there was water, two to three inches of water standing because the drain was clogged up. There's roaches that crawl on the food. There's roaches in the shower. It is the most it's terrible. It is disgusting. They treat these men. That's what I'm saying. There's nothing I mean, they you have no rights. You have no, You you want to go outside you can go outside, but it's whenever they have a move. I mean, I wasn't in maximum prison, so I was free to go outside you know, as long as they allow people out or in and uh, but but the food I'm telling you, I mean it says not for human consumption. Why are you feeding it to humans if it says not for human consumption? Now my thoughts were, and of course these guys don't, hadn't listened to my podcast, don't know anything about me. But all all I could think about was is human meat. Yeah, <laughs> I I think, I think
2: you're more than right in that. I really do.
1: I mean, and and the meat that you that you eat is just so disgusting. I mean, I can't even tell you how how bad it is. Um, you know, for um, I mean, it just doesn't. Nothing tastes good if you don't have salt, or if you don't have some kind of a, um, you know, uh, what do you call it?
0: Called a condiment. <laughs> okay, that was that one, right? So uh, my internet. Oh, okay. Are we at 19 minutes? I don't hear anything, what happened?
4: That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern
5: needs. Support those that support the network. Support DixieRepublic at DixieRepublic.com. Email
1: ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN
5: sent you.
6: Will the end come on this Friday, or will the inevitable collapse hold off for a while? The next round of the worst financial crisis in a hundred years is coming, people, and the government is out to make you and I pay for it. And will your savings survive a global banking wipeout? What happens when the U.S. sees hyperinflation? What if taxes soar not only for the rich? Can you survive the stock market tanks? Look, between a stock market wipeout, waves of bank failures, soaring government spending that will lead to hyperinflation and the destruction of the dollar's value, isn't it time that you prepare for the uncertainty which lies ahead? Protect your money now, or forever kiss it goodbye. My friends, I offer you over six decades' experience of hard asset ownership and knowledge, and I'm prepared to handle the smallest detail in the balanced protection of your portfolio. Once again, our phone number six zero two seven nine nine eight two one four. It's almost Friday.
0: All righty. We're back, and we have a couple more minutes in that clip.
1: Uh, hot sauce or something that you can get from commissary. I mean, the food is just un—it's not good at all. I mean, it clogs your system up. I mean, I've never had something like was that. It,
2: was it like a weird, was everything, was it the colors it should be? No, or nothing Was, was it the like color. that weird brownish color like all the military food used to be?
1: Exactly, and you know what? They give you say one of the days they serve pizza, and on the pizza the cheese isn't even—it's not even edible. I mean, they're even some of some some of the stuff they even sell these guys in commissary. By the way, selling because they have to have money to buy it—that it's expired stuff. I mean, it's just the craziest thing in the whole world. And the the guy said, you know, I was there for a week and a half. So for me. It's, I mean, i put up with it, so, but if, if I was, the sh- they said, like, imagine, every week it's the same food, and they'll serve you breakfast for dinner, breakfast for lunch. It's the most disgusting stuff. The eggs smell like sulfur. It's, it's so rotten eggs. You're eating eggs that smell like rotten eggs. It's gross, and, um, I mean, I don't understand how they can get away with doing this stuff. I, I really just don't understand it at all. I mean, you've got guys back there, and then they force the guys that are in there to work, you know, you know. The pizza that I was telling you that it, the or no, it was a piece of chicken that was a breaded chicken, like a, on a chicken sandwich or something. But the thing about the breaded chicken was that all except for the tiniest little piece in the very middle of it, you couldn't eat it because it was like eating a brick. It wasn't even anything but fried, you know. And then they have their, the bread they serve is all whole wheat bread, but it's the most disgusting whole wheat bread ever. And all they all hate Michelle Obama because they said that she was the one that changed. The, it was like what happened in the public school systems where they supposedly you know made the food healthier for the kids.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, that's what they say that happened for prisons too. That some of the foods changed. Now I did ask a gentleman that had been in there for more than four years if has it gotten any worse, like. I was trying to figure out, like, politically, you know, we had a, mm-hmm. has it gotten any worse in the last three years? And he said, yes, it has. The food's gone way down. He said, when I first got in here, the food wasn't like this. It was a lot better. You know, they... Supposedly Barbara Walters did some kind of a documentary or something called Club Fed, and they mm-hmm. st- shut a lot of things down because they were... She was complaining that people that are in federal prison had it too, had it too well.
0: All right. Um... Yeah, it, it just sounds like a nightmare. Uh, and we have a little longer uh, clip now. Um, if you want to go ahead and start that, Sam, and we'll probably have to have it on the other side, too.
1: Talking about disgusting. Also, on top of that, inside the bathroom you have a set of sinks, and then there's, there is stalls in this prison. We did have doors on the uh, bath, on the toilets, but above there is the open-out plumbing. From the pipes and the stuff coming from the toilets in the bathroom above the for the unit of, that was above where I was on the ceiling, there are urine sickles, as in like an icicle, where they've where it's hardened from um. the salt on the ceiling. I mean, this is within the prison. It's the most disgusting. How does
2: urine get on there enough to freeze? That's my question. Well, How really cold is it, it was Casey? Just, Let's start there. How well, cold was it in the No,
1: it, it wouldn't necessarily they were frozen. It was more like a stalactite or a stalagmite where it's the salt from the pipes because they leak. Because the pipe from upstairs, so it drips out and <sighs> It's sick. It's disgusting. There, I, okay, I was, so
2: it's more like salt from the pi- and not urine.
1: It is actually or u- is it, it urine? It, it is urine. Yes, no doubt is about it. Is it
2: leaking from an upstairs bathroom or yes, how, the pipe because the
1: there. pipe comes. On, the pipes are open. You know, they're open ceilings, so you can see them. The pipes within the within the uh, actual unit to leak as well. They have to. The guys have taken toilet paper or some kind of paper towel that they got and put them on the edges. So it, when it, when it does leak or when it rains and it does leak in there that they, uh, you know, it catches the water from dripping on their heads. It's, I'm telling you, the whole thing is, is, is just so, it it opened my eyes to so many things because it's just really crazy. And you know, one of the, I'll I'll share a funny story that one of the guys that I met in there, he's a great guy. And uh, he was not, he wasn't, he was in there because his wife cheated on him with his, Best friend who was his business partner and he went and beat the guy up but point is he didn't kill him or anything like that but point is uh, he's Indian and because he's Indian and now here you want to talk about some serious racism for whatever reason any federal crime, any Indian or if you're a native you know that the federal government picks up the case no matter what so it's in the fed, federal side whereas in some things that are it would be state um, run they don't have these mandatory minimums. So he has a man that was a mandatory minimum on the sentence of eighty-four months. And the judge even told him if you weren't native, I'd give you eighty-four months probation, but because you're native, you have to you have to go to jail.
0: All righty, we'll be back after the break.
6: In to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to RepublicBroadcasting.org.
5: Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Email
6: tom at republicbroadcasting.org.
5: T-o-m at republicbroadcasting.org.
6: mockoutcoffee.com
5: and use the coupon code repub 10 That's R-E-P-U-B-1-0.
4: Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Poundy Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com or call us at 818-965-9113 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113. Drinksupertea.com.
0: I guess that was my cue i should have jumped in there a little quicker <laughs> a little slow spot in the music um so if you'll go ahead and, and we'll finish that up i guess sam thank you
1: Uh and then so it's just i mean i i don't get how they, that these people can get our judicial system I'm telling you is just so it's so disheartening to think yeah and then and then yeah after leaving there getting on probation the things they ask you for all the things that you have they want your bank account number your bank account how much money is in there every month you have to fill out how much money you have in your personal why is that on the list because they have because I have a fine of $3500 500 restitution and a $3000 fine that I have to pay to the government, so they want to know where you're, every time you spend money over $500, you have to report it to your probation officer. I mean, these are the things that criminals, if you've been in prison for whatever reason, you shouldn't, it's over. It should be over when you come out, unless there's some reason that, that right. you're a uh, security risk. Otherwise, leave people alone. You know, they make it yeah. so hard on you to go, no wonder there's so many repeat offenders because they go back to selling drugs or whatever they were doing. They can't find work. You can't find a place to live. It just goes on and on and on. And so, you know, just, it's just, I I felt so, I mean, you know, when I left, the day that my wife picked me up, my kids, so it was on that Wednesday before Thanksgiving. I mean, I got in the car and cried for like first hour drive on the drive back home because, and she's, you know, she would just like, you didn't understand at first. And I said, there's so many good men in there. And I couldn't stop. It's like going to, how you hear these stories about these guys in the military that go overseas and they, you know, go do, do a tour in Iraq, Afghanistan, wherever it may be. And they leave, and they come home, and they have whatever they call it, guilt, remorse, or whatever it is, because they're not there with their brothers or their friends. And they feel guilty that they get to be home with their family. And that's mm-hmm. how I felt. I felt like, you know, I get to go home and be with my family on Thanksgiving when all these guys are going to – and many of them don't belong in there and had bogus charges. And uh, all I could think about is that they can't be with their families. A lot of those guys have children, you know, that they're yeah. missing years of their life. And it's just – it's heartbreaking. And then not only are they doing that, but then they're being treated and having the conditions the way they are. I mean, I remember standing in line to go outside one day, and one of the inmates' job was bug spray, was spraying for bugs or whatever. And the guy says, Hey, man, this is an older man, he says, Hey, could you go spray some of that in our shower? I just was in there taking a shower, um, and I had a roach crawl across my foot. So, I mean, this is the it's, roaches are some of the most dise- diseased animals out there. So. I'll, I'll say this in closing about that particular thing, subject for, for this time. I remember one, I, I used to go out in the mornings and I would walk the track and just walk, and walk. there was a track outside. And I walked so much, you know, I had a brand new pair of shoes when I went in there they gave me, and I walked so much that I walked the bottom off of one of the shoes. I had a flat tire on my shoe. But anyway, I would walk and just pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit. And I remember thinking, you know, every when you're in there, everything about it reminds you that you're in prison. I mean, I'm walking around a track that by, there's fencing and barbed wire all over so uh, i was just praying and i said you know god i just realized like this place is not hell but it is not living and not one of these men i don't care what they've done belong in here and it was just like the holy spirit showed me this, uh, this revelation of you know jesus went to hell and he took the keys of sin and death from satan jesus went to hell he saw what it was and the bible says it's god's will that none should perish and And so, in essence, what he's telling us is no matter what you've ever done in your life, hell is the, you don't belong in hell. There's always you can always repent because no matter what you do it, that's how bad it is. Well, that's how I felt about that prison that it's so bad in there. And many of those guys had been in maximum prison and said that the food there was much better than a maximum. They would get bread, that had mold on it, and they'd have to take the mold off. And uh some of the stories that you've heard about the d c gulag with the Jan Sixers I was in there with another Jan Sixer um he specifically told me all these stories about the about the guards, just like we've heard bullying these people and uh you know one of the things was he said that they'll have the American flag on their patch on their uniform because it's the federal but they would have like the black paw over top of the American flag, which represents you know the black panther or whatever it is there mm-hmm. and the and these guards would tell them the gn6ers hey we're gonna let these other guys all the murderers and stuff come in here and they're gonna kill you beat you up and you know and they would threaten them and they would let the prisoners go and the guy told me they would let the prisoners go and come bang on the door of the unit that they're in threatening them and this is what's going on and i don't i don't care what anyone says none of this should be allowed this is insanity yeah and so um I just encourage everybody out there man pray for these people I mean especially the j Sixers, because that whole thing was such a setup but I mean there's so many other good men in, in this prison and I intend on exposing as much as I can for the fact that I just I don't see that any human being deserves to be treated the way that some of these guys are treated you know the guys that they do call child molesters they have no rights in there they're not allowed to go in the tv room they make them all sit at their tables if you sit at different tables I mean within the prison there's it's political for whatever reason I mean I believe it was God right off the bat they welcomed me in and were kind to me and I even had a guy that I met his name's Chad Man, I mean, he had me choked up the very first night because, and they know your charges when you get in there, they know. The guards tell them, everybody knows what your charges are, so there's no way you can lie.
2: There's like already a division, you know, it's like like they're already, before you even walk in, they've already made decisions on your unit about you, whether you live or die, whether they're going to accept you or not.
1: That's exactly right. And so he took me into his, his you know cabinet where he's got his stuff in there. He started handing me a pair of shorts, a shirt, some slides to wear in the shower. And I'm like, he gave me some regular soap, not the trash they give you when you go in there, regular shampoo, not the garbage, because you know, he's gotten it from commissary. And I'm like, man, why are you doing this? And he goes, because it's the right thing to do. And I'm like, man... I mean, uh, you talk, it was one of those instances, you know, you go into a situation thinking that you're going to be able to minister to somebody else and you're the one that gets ministered to. I only had that happen to me one other time in an instance like that. I was a homeless guy where I used to work in Florida and he would sit out front and I'd, he was such a, and I felt so bad for him and I would go, I'm going to go over there and share, you know, Jesus with him. And I went over and talked to him and he says, he started talking, he always liked me because I would always tell him hi and talk to him. But anyhow, he'd say, he starts telling me, Casey, you know what? When you go home tonight, I said, do you know Jesus, George? His name was George. He says, I do. And I said, you do? And I thought, you know, a lot of homeless people just don't tell you things that that's not true. He goes, yeah. And he goes, do you? And I said, I do. And he goes, well, I'm going to tell you something. You go home tonight and read Proverbs 3. He starts witnessing to me, and I'm like, <laughs> I start laughing. And so uh, anyways, but aside from all that, you know, I appreciate everybody's prayers and support. It, it, it is just, you don't know how much, how encouraging it is. And um, really, the support that I've gotten, even financially, is just so great, and I, I I'm so grateful for it because I don't know that I would be living in a home today if I didn't have that support. Um, going through all the things, I mean, between paying for going to D.C. and then going back again and see how they spread you out, and then they get you back from trial, then three months to sentencing, and then after sentencing, it was a month. <clears throat> then you got to wait for jail, and it's just and now you're. I'm on probation. That's a
2: huge one. That's another way that they profit off people uh, by making them wait or first it's by making them have to appear in the court. I've had people that, you know, have just simply gotten tickets and then um, the officer just has to check a box. And then instead of being able to pay it online or pay it by phone or, you know, some other way, they have to they have to appear in the court and then they make them retain a lawyer until they have their hearing which it could be months and the lawyer retaining fees can you know like they're they could have a simple ticket that's like 180 dollars for you know a traffic violation and next thing they know they got to retain a lawyer for however much money uh you know for five six months and that's a way the system is profiting
1: off of people and, and, and then one last thing I want to say, too, is justice is supposed to be blind, you know. I don't think that anybody should be treated any differently because of whatever your political belief is. But I'll tell you what, one of the guards in there, and it was a woman, she runs the rec center, and I could hope someone hears this to get her in trouble, but she's out there giving her political, or she's a liberal and was giving her political views on Israel and Hamas, and, all, and I was just getting more disgusted by the minute listening to her. I didn't get involved in it all, but... The same lady also, uh, one of the Jan Sixers that's in there, Robert Dennis, is an unbelievable artist. I mean, that was his job. He was a he restores old comics, and he made a picture of Jan Six, and it was like a justice sign, and it said, "I mean, it was I mean, just the way he made the art, it was it was a nice piece." I didn't see it, but the guys that was telling me the story told me, and she saw it and called and told him he's a terrorist and he shouldn't even do that, and she was going to give him a shot, which a shot that is where they can take away good time from you, like if you've worked according to the First Step Act, I guess that President Trump had enacted, where these guys are able to go to education classes and some, you know they get years off their sentence, and so they could stick you with something if they feel the need to, or if you're out of bounds or whatever you do wrong, and then they could take some of that time back from you. I mean, they can't extend your time because you're obviously not committing a crime, but it shouldn't be like that. That's that's a political. Statement.
2: So like uh, like explain that a little clarify that. So like let's just say you have 6 months, right? So a shot would be like you could get like where they're like okay, we're going to decrease it to 3 months. But then if they want, like if they're not happy with things, they could make you serve the whole 6 months.
1: Yeah, that's right. They could take you After t- they've
2: already told you they'll give you 3
1: it's it's it really wouldn't be that they tell you that you can you just have to if you go take these courses, it subtracts time off your sentence. And so then if you if they, if you get a shot, then they could take the time that you had subtracted off your sentence and put it back
2: add it back on.
1: correct. and okay. and and don't get me wrong. there's a lot of good men in there that are officers and stuff, but there's also a lot of jerks. And there's a lot of guys that maybe you don't I knew a story of a guy of a kid, that same kid that I was talking about. He worked in the kitchen, and the officer didn't like him, and he mistreated him. Matter of fact, even more interesting than that, the very cell, um, unit that I was in, the top bunk. And by the way, those bunk beds are probably six feet off the ground. If I I was terrified to fall at night. I mean, you got to. My body barely fit. You know, you couldn't turn one way or the other without scooting back this way or scooting back, because you would fall. And if I fell from up there, one one of the some of those guys told me that someone did fall and actually did break their back falling to the I mean, concrete. But, yeah. anyways. Um, gosh, I forgot what I was going to say now. About
2: uh, You were saying, talking about the kid and the guard didn't like him.
1: Right, right, right. That The guard didn't like him. Yeah, but uh, but it was something else other than that. Oh, the bunk that I slept in. The guy that was there before me, nobody had been in that bunk, they said, for a couple months. And then they didn't want to tell me the story at first. And I was just like, oh, I don't care. We know what is it. The kid that was in that bunk committed suicide in the shower in the unit that I was in because he was 26 years old and he had some kind of sex offense and he couldn't live with himself. He couldn't live with the idea that I'm going to get out of here and be a sex offender for the rest of my life. And supposedly the case manager was disrespectful to him and pretty much, you know, told him that exact thing and he just couldn't live with himself and he somehow tied some kind of something in the shower where you can't get out. It's like a slang and you can't get out of it unless somebody helps you. And he... Hung himself in the shower, so that was the bed I was sleeping in, by the way. But, um but, anyways, you know. But it, it, it. One thing that I can say too is that you know, it's like Jesus when he came down to earth. I mean, even though those guys all did this or that, we're in Bible says that we all fall short. We've all done, I mean, enough to where we're not worthy or glory. You know, and when you literally realize, like I'm laying in there with all these guys that are. I mean, there was illegals in there, there was MS-13 gang members in there, there was cartel members in there, there's human smugglers in there, there's traffickers in there, drugs, sect, you name it. And here I am laying in the midst of that and see the Spirit of God. And, and some of them are what they would say, they, they consider they're a Christian or maybe they give their life to Jesus. But it's like you just realize in the midst of all that, there's Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's just like when he came to earth and, 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 and he had to hang out with all these people, no matter how good, bad, or indifferent they were, they weren't him. They weren't perfect. Yeah. You know, They're not God from when well, he stepped out of heaven to come down here. And that's what he did his whole life. And I, I'm telling you right now, I, I, my whole opinion of t- tattoos, I mean, I'm not a tattoo guy. I never have gotten any tattoos. Don't care for them. But I will tell you this. Some of them guys that got tattoos on their face or up their neck, they are some ride-or-die men that will have your back no matter what. And it's always those guys that surprise you the most at how genuine they really are, and it, it just totally changes. Most every single person in that prison, I don't care what they are, has a tattoo of some sort. Maybe not even that they got, but there. Anyways, it's it's a it's an experience that you know I, I intend to keep talking about. I'm going to do a part two to that episode that I did before, and. Um, it, 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 this has to change. This can't be this way. And and, and thinking about you, Jesse, being on with me now, it's, I'm just thinking about like seeing what you've seen, <laughs> it's a lot worse. And I, I just, it's hard to live. It's like point. so
2: much worse than like the average crime. You know, somebody in the Brotherhood or sovereign military has committed is so far worse than what the normal individual who's in there has committed.
1: That's what I was and thinking,
2: yeah. yet they use that as a just another institution where they can continue to commit their crimes against people. You know, I mean, literally, it's like sheep to the slaughter. Where, you know, they're they're brought in, and you know, like I said, they like to torture, they like to, you know, beat, do all sorts of stuff too, sexually abuse, and none of those people who are doing those things in within the prison system are really held accountable. Maybe throughout the years you have one or two who does get held accountable, but the majority don't because they're brotherhood. Their crimes get covered up. Um, everybody knows they're doing it. If if people are forthright that they're gonna speak out against them, they they take you know, torture that person until they die.
0: I guess
1: we're exactly about and at the other thing, do do thing do do that made me so mad right. is here these guys are
0: Uh, Maybe had something else important to say there, but I put the link in the chat, and I'll give it on the air here. It's uh, Rumble, and it's the Watchmen podcast, and it's Interview with Jessica Saboter, episode 24. And uh, I want to say here, too, before I go to – I see we have Tom in Utah. Uh, I want to say that I forgot to at the beginning, too. I want to thank Robert Rabel for – Having me on on uh, New Year's Eve with Blackbird and William Repellum, and uh, that was fun. <laughs> so, uh, if you want to come on, Tom, and let, what do you have to say for us here? Hi, Mer. You know, I've
3: been in, I've been entangled in cases defending people in the court. Mm-hmm. Right now, I've been working on a case for six, well, five and a half years now. It's mm-hmm. called FlamesOfInjustice.com. But I learned a curious fact. The prison system has been privatized. And guess who is the primary investor in the what's called the Correctional Corporation of America?
0: I guess BlackRock. Is that yeah. it? No?
3: The Clinton Foundation.
0: Oh, Clinton. I said Blackrock. I <laughs> I guess I was warm, but I wasn't quite there. Okay, we'll be back in a minute. Hold on, Tom.
7: People often write to tell us, What has happened for them since starting Extendivite? Allow me to read a few. In one month, my blood pressure dropped significantly. I no longer get chest pain after exercise. It's amazing, and I ordered my second bottle. The reviews are spot on. My target is to get off BP meds, and if it keeps going like this, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. So far, a great product is what it claims to be. Great product, a few days in, and I could feel a difference for certain. Not checking medical stats yet. I know this is really working by how I feel. We'll continue to take this product. To order, call 1 877 928 8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X T E N D O V I T E.com. Extend your life with
3: extend.
0: and we're talking with Tom in Utah. I'm not getting through my things I have here as quick as I thought I would. <laughs> this might be like a four-hour show I have here. Go ahead, Tom.
3: No, I am just going to say it was kind of a shocker to me to find out that the prison system had been privatized. And if you find a facility that's a CCA or Correctional Corporation of America, that's primarily the... The Clinton Foundation that is the primary investor.
0: Yeah, they like those C's. Well, I'm finding your site under com. It's still coming up under there. Uh, yeah. It didn't want to come up under injustice, but uh, it's the it's second heading on there. Yeah, they are the main ones, yeah, but I think there's a couple different corporations now, probably a little competition, mm-hmm. but like I said, the governors agree with these corporations to make sure they're so far from home that no relatives can visit them, you know, That's and it's like, do so. yes, it is. Yes, it is. And they do it in airplanes too, you know, make sure you can't get there. Right. And, uh, like, um, Oscar Stilly. now he was on with, uh, with Stephen Whitener on Saturday and a couple other fellows dealing with the January six type things, you know, and, uh, they've gotten a lot of people out, but, um, yeah, it's uh, it's really messed up. Like I said, 6% of the GDP, and it has no benefit for society, which means it harms society, and we can see how it does that in so many ways. But we have all these things going on, so we can have all these government jobs, these agency jobs continue for people, you know? And, uh, it's
3: parasitic.
0: It is. Parasitic. <laughs> yep, yep. And it's it is what it is. Um, so I guess let me see. Let's see if we can. I guess we're about to go to break. I'm just going to say maybe we can get started on the next thing here, Sam, if you don't mind. Thank you, Tom, for calling. Meadows By Fire. By the way,
3: go, yeah. Mer, yeah. Go to go to the change.org petition that's linked there from the Meadows Fire or from okay. TomandUtah.com.
0: All right.
3: TomandUtah.com. will get you there.
0: Okay, meadowsfire.com, it's coming up and uh, all the stuff's in there, but I'll put the other link too. Okay, thank you, Tom, and we'll see you all on the other side of the hour here.
7: First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff,
3: LLC. 417-932-6419.
5: You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.